Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. It's all connected. Everything. So you guys couldn't wait one more day, one more day last week. I was I was ready. Just just one more day. That's all I asked. That's all Spider Man wanted. But hey, Cosmic's <sighs> marriage. Very funny. Yeah. So I listened to the show. <laughs> did, did you guys even prepare? I'm, I mean, seriously, did you did you prepare? No. <laughs> what for that show? <sighs> I'm you should be happy I wasn't drinking. Uh, you should have been. I was. <laughs> Day- Daisy, have you guys heard of the 1968 movie 2001: A f- Space Odyssey? Heard of it? Uh, uh, I've heard of it. I've oh, seen it. Oh my god! Hell 9000, the whole Daisy thing. It took Jordan I, to to clue us in to that. I mean, J- millennial Jordan wasn't he born like three days ago? Last week, at least. <sighs> I mean, I knew the song. I mean, that's about it. Un- unbelievable! Unbelievable! I think it was like a Mickey Mouse cartoon I saw it on that uh, Minnie was singing it to Mickey or some stupid thing like it, that. And Ken, Mr. Uh, the only time I've heard Doctor Strange is in the animated feature. You mean to tell me you're the Marvel fan and you haven't seen the 1978 classic with Peter Hooten, Doctor Strange, made for television? I'm sorry, I can't do that, Russ. <sighs> and John, how many times have we been over this? We, we, we've, I know we've discussed this at least four or five times. It's Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and then Luke Cage. It is not Luke Cage after Jessica Jones. Sorry, Dad. And if you mention the word shipper on this podcast one more fucking time, <laughs> I will boot you off your own show. You know, something I've been thinking about, that whole concept of shipping, and I'm actually not making this up. I thought about this earlier today. Uh, did Did they... The writers of Agent Shield go with the whole Fitzsimmons thing to head that off and just get that out there right up front, Fitzsimmons? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Skyward's not doing so well. Uh, no, it's not. You know, Christian Bale gets to work with professionals, and I get f- amateurs. That That's that's what I get to, to, to work with. When, now I have to edit at least two things out. <laughs> <laughs> When is Brad coming back? I miss Brad. I miss Brad. Brad's always fun. Yeah. Wait, are are we recording this? Hey, everybody. It's all connected. Is it one, two, three, then go? Episode 40-something. Two. Episode 42. 42. What they become? Go ahead, Russ. Take it away. <laughs> so, first I want to apologize for my rant. It's It's been a rough week. I'm I'm tired. I've had to drive back and forth between Houston and Austin about like seven times in the last week. So those are in the same state. Yes, but have you seen Texas on a map? Not recently. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's all. Good. I'm told everything's uh, bigger. That is true. And the only things in Texas are steers. Yes. <laughs> 
It could be as big as it wants. It would still take me longer to get from one end of like Long Island to the other than <laughs> across the whole state of Texas. I, I guess uh, the mid-season finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, now that I'm done punking you guys. Punked? You're, who's the punked guy? Uh, Ashton Kutcher. When I talk to people, when I when I reference things like this, I I still use candid camera. Nobody knows who <laughs> Alan Font is. <laughs> oh, lots going on this week. Not a lot of news. I guess I guess you guys covered the news pretty much last week, and we covered it the week before. So they're not yeah not a ton of news. I can't think of any news really this week at all. No, it's been all build up for uh for this for the mid season. Yeah. Now. Every everything has been, um, you know, the the everything will change. The world shaking, you know, mid season winter finale, yada yada yada. You know, nothing will be the same. Questions will be answered. Yeah, I I guess the only little bit of news that I heard was, and and I don't know how involved this is going to be. I think we've we've speculated this before, so I don't even consider this spoiler really at this point. But I guess Marissa Tantron was being interviewed. And she mentioned that uh, they were mentioning somebody was mentioning uh, Age of Ultron, and I think they were talking about whether it was going to be connected, no pun intended, to uh, Agents of Shield. And she pretty much admitted that yes, there will be some reference, nod, connection, uh, whatever between this season of of Agents of Shield and Age of Ultron. So i don't know how i don't i don't think it's going to be anywhere near as involved as what we saw with winter soldier but it was kind of cool to know that we're going to get some kind of connection between the two yeah but even with winter soldier the connection was the other way sure it was really the the show pulling out of the movie and and we even said that this was going to be this season and i think this episode in particular is the first time that the show is really going to set the stage for the movies but even then it's going to be more of a it's going to be more of a sideshow because the, the movies are definitely going to stand on their own without any reference, direct reliability, reliant on the on the TV show. So, yes, we were talking about Kree and Inhumans and things like that. And the first on-camera look that the viewers are going to have at the MCU version of the Inhumans is going to be on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But by the time we get to the movie, um, it may not look much like what we see on on the show or, you know, the show's going to do a lot to get to line up where the movie is. Um, but I don't think the movie cares what the show well, does as much as we would. Right. Sure. And one thing that's interesting is I know Kevin Feige along the way somewhere said, we're not doing any more origin movies. So it would kind of be cool if agents of shield gets to be the inhuman origin movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, explaining some things along the way, so when that film hits, it's you know hits the ground running. That's a good point. They get to do a lot of that. You know, this is what a Terrigen Crystal is. This is what the Mist is. This is what it does. This is why the superpowers exist. This is what Inhumans are. So it's familiar. You know, but again, I think Kevin Feige also in that said uh, that the movies, the TV shows, are their own thing. That's Jeff Loeb and his team. The movies are are separate. Uh, yes, they tie back and forth each other, but I think it's definitely more on the show to make itself work or not work with the movies, and the movies just don't care what the show does. 
is probably the way I took that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the movies don't care about the comics either. It's the comics job too. Well, that's that's <laughs> a little different because the comics are completely separate from the MCU. I mean, yes, that's the original source material, but th- that doesn't matter. That that's a, that's a different ball game. There is no tie between the comics and and the MCU. The MCU, the movies and shows, they definitely tie together. But those connections, um, they, they they I think they're really more one one way. It's the TV show doing what he needs to do to fit into where the movies are, and the movies just do whatever they want to do and don't care if the show fits in that tight or not. Yeah, I'm sure they they they're not going to outright do something bad, but the movie's going to say this is what we're doing. Whatever you do in in TV. Make it fit that, and not the other way around. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it took me way too long to say that. Where do we begin? I, you know what? I, I think that's it. We're a good six minutes in the show, and we haven't talked about the episode yet because just that we don't know where to start. It's holy crap. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let me just start with saying, as much as I want to sit here and say we were right because we've been calling this reveal for weeks now. Um, really, the internet was right because I couldn't think I couldn't go, you know, two clicks without finding another story saying the same thing. So collectively, the internet definitely called this. So it was probably the worst kept secret on the internet. Definitely, got, it picked up a lot of weight after last week's episode with the uh, with the lullaby that we talked about, John. But when this episode, when when the doctor introduced himself to Sky and said his name, I was literally doing a Tom Cruise jumping on the couch, freaking out because. <laughs> Everything we've been saying for the last couple weeks has been validated because we came up with that that doctor's name uh, before last week, I believe. Oh yeah, and uh, with Mister Hyde, and it, it's just because everything else was so clear and it fits so well. And and when it came down, and he called her Daisy, and of course the final scene, it's just like, oh my god, it, it, I felt validated. I put this on Facebook. I should look, look it up. I'm not going to, but um, I felt validated in so many ways. First off, it was a great scene, a little over the top, probably. With the with the big you know burst out of the cocoon and you know hair flip back like she was just coming out of the yes, water. Yes, the you know, wind reveal. machine. Yes, yeah. but 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 at the same time, I forget exactly how I put it, but basically it wasn't just Sky bursting from her cocoon with her new powers and doing all this. It was really the show breaking out, being everything it sh- it, it could have been from the beginning. You know, one of the earlier comments was like, "Oh, it's a superhero show without superheroes," and here's like the big fu superheroes right here in front of you. Um, it's, it's really exciting for me to, I felt validated for my faith in this show over the last season and a half that it's like a huge payoff and anybody who's not watching it is, is missing out. And they've been telling us for, you know, almost a year with what will they become in all of their promos for the season. That was the, the whole lead up to season one was what will they become? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I will... This is probably backwards. This is like my review, I guess, or my rating. But uh, I'm I'm comfortable with saying that right now it's the show that I wanted it to be. You know, there's plenty of Marvel characters. There's superpowers. There's it's hit that point. Like this is what I was hoping it would be when it was announced that there would be a Shield television show. Like it's reached that point now. Yep, I'm just gonna ask you your your famous phrase from a year ago, or this time a year ago, you said it enough. You need. You, did you get more Marvel in your Marvels Agents of Shield? Yes, currently. All right, and, and and again, more than like calling it or or whatever. Um, it was like a wish list. Like I I I'm sure you guys did too. I just remember saying it myself. But I wished for Daisy and Secret Warriors a long time ago. Oh yeah. Not that I knew it was coming. 
but no, it's just no. part of the again characters that can be used they won't have an impact on like avengers movies and things like that so they're available and uh now it's awesome you know everybody that shows up we could just hunt for an analog that you know a character they could be from the comics yeah, yeah. like when, when they said uh when they when we were talking about the who she's going to be and we kept saying we're focusing on that's not her name not her name you know yeah we knew it was going to be a name that we knew from the comics but not someone that is quote unquote wasted on the from from the that could be used used in a movie. See, I'll I'll take the other side of it and do a little bit of a of a mea culpa because I I was pretty adamant that she was not going to be somebody we knew. I mean, I I took that stance pretty hard, and I know you guys were were on the opposite of that. So I was I was clearly wrong, um, and and you know happily so. I mean, um, it's much more interesting with her being this character than, you know, her just being either somebody they made up specifically for the show or, or it turns out she, you know, really was nobody, uh, after all. So I, I'm, like I said, I was kind of firmly in the camp of she's nobody we, we know from anything else. And she's gone from a character that many of us wished would die <laughs> to clearly the most interesting. I'll go as far as saying that this is now Daisy's show. I'm not even going to call her Sky. It's now it's become Daisy's show more than Phil Coulson's show. You know, I'm going to wait and see what they do, but I, I still got to call her Sky, and I will see what she does because she's been Sky her whole life. I can see her getting emotional, getting you know, like oh, I, I know my name now, but at the same time, she's still Sky. Maybe Daisy. <laughs> Daisy, what is she going to make up Johnson now? Because we never still haven't heard that name. Quake. <laughs> Quake. I want to see the Gauntlets. I want them to get her a full on. Get fits on that and make him some gloves or controller. They powers. should take whatever effect they're using for the flash and just use it to vibrate her hands, and that's the power. <laughs> no, no, really, that's the power. That's how they yeah. draw it, you know, yeah. with like vibration blur. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure at some point, Fitz is going to have to engineer something for her to do something, either control or something, and give her a pair Honest, of gloves. Yeah. yeah, even if it's just for one episode or one application, but I'm I'm sure. They will find a way to work that in. Um, well, before we move on, Russ, we've been gushing about it. Do you have anything more specific you want to say about it? Or no, I, I just I think it was an excellent reveal. I mean, I, I once they kind of got to that moment, it was it was really something special. I mean, it was movie level type reveal. I mean, not not you know in terms of budget and things like that, but just just the scope of it. You know, they went full widescreen at that moment where. You know, for a season and a half now, it, uh, you know, obviously we've talked enough about how much it's improved after the Winter Soldier, but it still felt like a TV show. And I mean, overall, it still does feel like a TV show. But that moment when, the, you know, when they did that, I mean, we, you know, kind of got the music to swell and just the, the fancy camera shot and stuff like that. It it really felt much more cinematic than I think that show has maybe felt to to this point. Right. I was really, really, since, you know, we tend to jump around anyway, so I'll just get right to it. But uh, I was really, really hoping that we'd find out that Trip was a latent inhuman and that he wasn't going to just crumble to dust in that moment when the other two came out of the cocoon, so to speak. I was really, really hoping that Trip would come out of it as well. Yeah, and up until that last moment, we still didn't know because, like, with Mac, he was acting as a sentry and allowed uh, Reyna and Sky to pass because he could recognize them being um, different, 
and he, uh, but as soon as Colson came up, he was he was on guard duty again. Matt, uh, Trip didn't have that encounter with him. He came from another side of the temple or whatever, and you know, got in there. Still that chance, but it was uh, man, it was uh, it was tough to watch that, that scene though, because even the cocoon, like it tells a different effect. Yeah. it wasn't the same thing. Trip misread it. He thought he probably thought that's what was happening to him. He was trying to stop it. That's why he did the whole uh, you know spin kick to take the thing down, and it backfired on him literally. It, Got hit with a shard of the, yeah. the casing of the obelisk itself. That's and, and that's the only reason why he 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 died. I mean, if he stayed stayed out of contact with it, he would have would have survived. It was kind of a um, not. I mean, I know they they trip went out a hero, which I I recognize, but it was sort of a a whole a strange little. You know, they set those bombs, and then uh oh, <laughs> we better get rid of those bombs. And he had to run around and. Yeah, I don't know. It was, yeah. it was a little bit of a strange. I mean, I'm upset, and it sounds like BJ Britt is upset too that he was written off the show. Um, you know, I read the article you shared a link with us once about that, uh, about when they found out, and they found out, like basically the day before the table read or whatever. And it's like I couldn't help but read that. It's it's now this isn't how you found out your character died. This is how you found out you were fired. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of we- a weird sensation, but uh, you know, it's like. What other motivation would there be to? I mean, yeah, I guess they could say they took the character as far as they wanted to, and they just wanted to you know, move on. But it's like, see, I I know, was hoping that he does such a good job. He, you know, he, he reminds me a lot of Anthony Mackie. Uh, coincidentally enough, like they they both showed up like late in the game. You know, Cap was already established, and the Shield team was already established, and they both like seamlessly fit into the world and became like two of the more likable characters. Um, you know, and it's a shame that, uh, that, that we're not going to see any more trip. I hope Mac makes it back to normal out of this. It would be a shame to see him go as well. Well, it looked like when the, when the mist, um, did its thing, it also released him. It seemed like he's definitely back on, back on point now. Uh, at least that's what I got from that scene when he collapsed with his knees. He he was released from the city release. Now, him. so I think he's going to be fine, but that's a good point. You know, with trip gone, um, we kind of have two factions in this in our in our shield team now. We've got the the original core group, so we've got um, Sky, Coulson, May, and Fitzsimmons, and then we've got uh, Mac and Bobby, uh, who have their own agenda. And then Hunter's off there. We don't know what he's doing. Uh, so three really. So it's it's like what's going to happen? And who are these people? Plus, there's a bunch of other random agents out there. But of the of the, of the cast, we see. Uh, there's there's that question of what the hell is Bobby up to and Mac yeah and with Mac back on game now so it's the two of them and then Hunter's off in the distance when you when Coulson came up to Mac and he was able to take him down pretty easy I thought I was wondering if maybe Mac is the Sentry was maybe Sentry light because maybe something he sent something in Coulson you know because Coulson has the he has a GA sixty five. Yeah, yeah. Which which yeah. is Cree and not necessarily inhuman, but I would imagine if a Cree walked into that temple, you know he's getting he's through, getting yeah. through. So I wonder if that had something to do with his ability to, to or the, you know, the fact that he went down so quick, because it just seemed like A, Mac is an imposing dude when he's not, you know, crazy under control by strange forces, but we saw how powerful he was once he was taken over by that. Right. I just don't see somebody like Coulson being able to take him down quite that easy. And maybe it was just for story effect, but it just kind of got my brain working a little bit. I was like, well, maybe he kind of noticed there was something special about him. And it wasn't, you know, 
enough to for him to go full bore on Colson and and take him out. Yeah, he still wasn't one hundred percent from the fall. Let's call it that. Yeah, and and how? So Mac fell down the hole, touched the floor, and became, you know, a century. Or he was he right. was co op. He 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 had physical contact. His skin touched the floor, and it lit up and did his thing. All right, on. so we're gonna call it like the hazmat suits or whatever that protected everybody else that went down. There. Yeah, they basically they they said as much. He's like, yeah, the hazmat suits means it won't be able to detect us because you know they're fully encased. There's no right. yeah. And we and and that's how it happened. So we're fine with that. Simmons also basically called uh, the whole thing with what Mac was. He was co-opted. He was a century. You know, pretty much put that theory out there, and that's the last we heard of it. And that's that's what it was. But she she called it as they were as they were. Uh, it was either as they were suiting up or as they were formulating a plan back on the bus. Either way, she she said exactly that. What do we think about the Koenigs? They're still screwing with us. Yeah, I know, and I yeah. love it. I love it. Was it was beautiful. It was great. The way he said it, the way he delivered it. I, I, that's one of the reasons I'm going to miss Trip. Another reason I'm going to yeah. miss Trip not being on the show because I just love the way the Koenigs would mess with him. The, you know, this yeah. episode and, and last episode, you know, where they, uh, you know, this one they talked about their cool down cycle and, you know, everything else. And part of me was like, I wonder if they're not really messing with him. I mean, at this point, does do we believe for a second that they're not lmds no i mean they, there's something i believe there's something up with them yeah yeah i i'm pretty well convinced they're lmds or whatever the whatever this universe's the equivalent shield. is of yeah of, of an lmd i could see uh, them running well, this gag and not us not knowing for a long time though <laughs> that'd be hilarious i could see us never getting a reveal never seeing it yeah they just keep popping up I'm waiting for another one to show up in different name. I I would almost guarantee we're going to see at least one, if not two more, by the end of this season. Yeah, which is awesome. More importantly, we're talking about those. I want to know what the theater protocol is. Yes, Clark Reg, among others, member of the cast, was live tweeting, of course, and as right after that line came out, Clark Reg Greg tweets out, "Oh no, not the theater protocol." <laughs> Any uh, any any guesses? Any suggestions? Burn it to the ground. Yeah, that's what I. I mean, but we've kind of been there, done that at this point. So, well, at least abandon that base and all that fun stuff. But yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I I I'm. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm curious. I don't know if it means maybe contact Fury or. Uh, maybe activate more of the Koenigs. I I don't know. I I don't I don't think it means to yeah just to wipe it all, wipe it, it all is out. Not not the Theta Protocol. I think that means changing undies. Undies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I like the um, you know Bobby's hiding the thumb drive that she's taken out of. Uh, where did she take that out of exactly? Oh, out of Max stuff, right? In the in the yeah, garage yeah. there, and um, and Hunter plays dumb, but he's onto her immediately. Hunter's kind of got like a lot of layers, it seems. You know, like, like he onion. kind of plays a more happy-go-lucky type guy, but he's definitely like a skilled. You know, he's skilled at what he does. Yeah, but he's still a mercenary and worried about himself. And his his only concern, at least to her, was that it had nothing to do with him and him and her. He didn't really care if anything was shield. Yeah. And it, it's funny because they kind of had that weird conversation about trust and and all that, and it was kind of yep. very fitting 
you know, th- th- there is obviously two levels to that conversation. Love love seeing uh, Bobby Morse in the uh, shield approved uh, tactical suit. That's always a plus. Yeah. Or a t-shirt or whatever. Sure. The the open. So we we kind of we kind of went straight straight to the end, but the open. Yeah. So again, doesn't happen too often where the open takes place directly after the close from the previous episode. I mean, we saw I mean, and not just the close, but but of the uh you know, pretty much the tag. The, the tag. So we get yeah. the cold open a direct continuation. I, I just thought that was kind of a cool. It was a little weird that the quint, those those hydro quinjets would need to circle around in order to fire on the um, on. Well, they didn't. I, I, they didn't. I think that was, what we saw was them leaving, and then getting and then got the order. So the two came back. Gotcha, gotcha. But it was it was still a pretty cool moment. And and given TV budget, the effects were pretty decent. I mean, you know, again, not perfect, but we've seen some fairly cheesy effects on this show from time to time. Uh, and that sequence no. worked pretty well, and it, it was just a really cool shot. You know, May taking the, you know, taking the plane down, uh, and and just the the way they maneuvered, and you know, jettisoning some cargo. You know, kind of the classic, um, you know, jettison the cargo and let that explode, and they'll think we're gone. I mean, a little, a little contrived. You know, you got to suspend a little bit of disbelief there that they wouldn't be able to, you know, find them or heat signature or anything like that, but. They're cloaked. You can't find them when they're cloaked. Yeah. But... Okay. <laughs> but it worked. I mean, in general, it worked. Uh, and it was It was just, it, I thought it was just a well-done sequence to open the show. A little bit of tension. Yeah. I mean, not that we thought they were going to get blown out of the sky, but, uh, no pun intended, but you, you never know, you know, with the show, I mean, they could blow up the bus, you know, and, and they, they would have jettisoned in you know, cargo and parachuted down somewhere or something. I mean, you you just never know. Uh, the bus, uh, you're right. Um, the bus is too important to the show. True. And the last, the, the one of the time they they damaged it critically, um, they had a shield budget to repair it with. Uh, in episode two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It'll be a while before they break the bus. True. Stark will just give them another one. Yeah. They'll yeah. call Maria. Ask her for a favor. Call Maria. Yeah, I guess it's a big favor. It'll, it'll have repulsor tech on it instead of the the jets. Uh, the last time he helped Shield with the repulsor tech, uh, that went way wrong. True, and it could go wrong again <laughs> on the helicarriers. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, once we get once we get out of there, we're we're back with uh, Sky and and Ward and Marina and and the, and the whole Hydra family. I I tweeted something. I I live tweeted this episode. I was actually able to watch it uh, live this week, uh, and I, I I tweeted out something that I thought was was funny. But what if uh what if Sky's real name was Diane, and twenty five years ago, <laughs> Tom McLaughlin was uh, speaking into a recorder to his infant daughter at the time. <laughs> That's awesome. I should have tagged Kyle McLaughlin on that uh, on that tweet. Have, yeah. That was my regret. Damn fine, pie. but I thought that was good. Damn good, damn good pie. I like the way they're still working. Uh, they're filling in blanks that we haven't seen all of this training that Sky has gone through. Yes. You know, but as as uh, even Ward is noticing, oh, you're uh, you're counting weapons and 
uh, you know, casing exits and it, you know, it really, or whatever he says. Yeah, it really brought it to the forefront for me how much better of a and and it makes you wonder if this was kind of planned this way all along and gets back to the ulterior motive and what Ward's true intentions were. But we can see that May is obviously a better field training officer than Ward was because, you know, conceivably at this point, Ward maybe. Well, Ward probably no no, no. Ward Go ahead. Ward probably had her as a as a trainee for about the same amount of time, maybe a little bit less than May. Has had but her. It also it also may not have been in his his Hydra undercover in, interest to fully train her properly. Right, and that and that's what I'm getting at is uh, is, okay. is the fact that you know May has taken it on as her, as her mission, and like everything May does, she takes it very seriously and she puts her effort into it. And you could see that in a relatively short amount of time, you know, several months at at this point, no more than six, I would say. I think we we figured it out. Um, that she's become pretty capable. I mean, obviously not right. not as capable as May herself, or even you know Coulson. But uh, I don't know. She did her pretty well with Agent Thirty Three. Yeah, yeah. But she was able to hold her own, and and, yeah. and again, Ward pointing out the fact that she you know kind of has this operational awareness all the time, where she's you know looking exits and ways out, and you know counting right. you know, weaponry and stuff but, like that. Where, but my point that doesn't mean she's better than Ward. Ward no. probably could have done just as good a job if he was fully doing the job and not just right. And that you know that's my point. His mission. Yeah, that that's okay. exactly my point. Is that Ward, you know, whether whether by design or not by design, uh, didn't didn't do a good as it, it doesn't appear that he did a, as good of a job training Sky as May has done. You know, like you say, Ken, on purpose or otherwise. Right. Uh, but I I just thought that was a cool moment that they again. Uh, you know, they brought it to the forefront. And then the the choreography. I mean, John, this is something, you know, early on that we were critical of, especially in comparison to Arrow. Uh, you know, we sp- we spent a lot of time being a little critical of the choreography and the fighting and a little bit of the, you know, dark elements. We, you know, we we didn't want this show to go super dark, but we thought it needed a little bit of an edge. And, and like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, this show is now what you always, you know, wished it would become. I, I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, definitely. It it needed to grow up a little bit. Um, when you think back to those early episodes, somebody, one of the, uh, one of the blogs going over the episode, which I kind of catch up on to get my thoughts together before we record. One of them said, you know, how far we've come. And they had the gif of Sky running through the fountain with the pink dress on, uh, soaking uh, wet yes. from like episode two or three. That really sums it up. I mean, they were just doing like goofy over the tough stuff, uh, over the top stuff like that early on. Not always, but it would, you know, you had more eye rolly moments, I think, early on. And uh, it needed to grow up a little bit, which I think they've succeeded in doing. Yep. I, I thought it was. You know, we talked about the conversation that uh, the that Sky's father and and Sky had, and it it seemed I don't know if if you guys had the same thing, but it, as I did, but it seemed like it kind of went on. It was a, maybe a little bit longer than it could have been. That they maybe could have cropped that down a little bit. And I know you know part of it was they had a lot to catch up on. He had a lot to explain. You know, we we basically he basically told Sky what we've seen firsthand in in previous episode where. Uh, you, you know, the kind of the Whitehall flashback episode where we saw, you know, how, you know, him taking Sky's mother and harvesting her organs and everything. So he pretty much just reiterated all that. Um, I, I thought maybe that's that that all could have been clipped down a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. More. 
Maybe, but I think we needed to see Sky's reaction to that. Yeah. As as contained as she composed as she kept herself, we need to see her, see her hear it and see her process it, so that when we got to the point where she had hit uh, her gun on him, and she didn't shoot, we knew what we, we knew we knew what was in her head. Not just because we thought that's what she told, but we we saw her be told that and have to process that and have to, you know, realize that everything he did, as horrible as it was was in defense of his family. Right. Right. And what was cool is I, I just thought it was a very again, an almost Agent Cooper like moment from Kamal Lachlan where uh you know he kind of catches up with Sky, he realizes he's gonna go out and kill Whitehall and you know, Ward knows what's coming and he's like, best day ever and I just I I just thought that was it was just really just kind of this oddly chipper moment. Uh, as the guy goes out to go to go kill Whitehall, and then of course when Coulson comes on and just basically shoots Whitehall in the heart, and uh, the doctor just goes, Doctor Cal, uh, just goes berserk. I, I just thought that was uh, again. It just I, I'm really liking the eccentricity with with his character. I mean, it's obviously fitting. I mean. You know that we can tell. Do you, do you think there's a further transformation for him that we just haven't seen yet? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I think do. he's got to. He's going to try to get down in that temple. I think that's going to be a big. Arc. I don't even think it's that. I don't think it's that. I think I think it's something that you know the actual transformation into Mister Hyde is something that has happened before. The when you think about the legend of the monster that was terrorizing China, right. um, th- th- he told a story that was him always a step behind Shield, trying to find his daughter, trying to get to her. And the monster was him in his full form. What he was going to do to Whitehall, I don't want you to see me like that. He that he would if if Coulson didn't show up, he was going to transform into Mister Hyde. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of got sense. the same the same feeling. Do you do you feel that uh, he should hate Coulson this much? Does that seem like it's I, a good enough way to go with this character? Yeah, I think he's unbalanced. A as it is, and B, he I think I think he feels he's in competition with Coulson a little bit as it is because Coulson is figure. yeah Coulson has taken Sky under his wing, and and kind of acted as this surrogate father for the last you know six eight to twelve months whatever it's been yeah, yeah. so I think I think it operates on two levels uh, as far as it goes with Coulson yeah I, I don't I don't I th- I think the reaction that he gave in the moment was appropriate. But it's going to be a stretch for me if they try to um, replace the object of his obsession with Coulson from Whitehall uh, and make uh, that's going to be a hard sell for me. Right. I mean, uh, Whitehall, to... you know, murdered his wife and tortured her and, and everything else. I mean, Coulson's really been looking after his daughter. <laughs> I mean, he right. might not love their relationship and he might want to take his place, but I don't know that he would completely want to murder him. Yeah, I mean, he, I guess he could probably move it, move the the anger to. Uh, it's still a threat to his family. He still, it's still someone keeping his daughter from him. But at the same time, no, he didn't kill his wife. He he killed the man who I was going to kill. Took that away from me. But that by itself isn't enough to tr- to, to to make him be, um, make him be a target. But then again, we're dealing with someone who is probably very much unstable and and ration rational thinking doesn't really come into play. So yeah. they they may go that that route with him. But uh, do you guys think Whitehall's dead? I don't know. 
I, I want to say I want to think so, but with whatever he got from from Sky's mother, it's it's possible. Anything's possible. And she, Sky's mother, definitely ha- had like some kind of healing factor or something, right? Because they kept cutting her apart, and she lived like through a lot of it, right? Is that is that uh, he, safe to assume? Uh, not just the, did, you know, not just the not growing old part. That there must I be think, some kind of. I don't think so. No, I think it's just the not growing old, and I think she just uh, they just operated on her alive and didn't really care if she died or not. I got the feeling uh, that they were operating I... on her over like a long period of time and like removing different organs and stuff. Like it seemed the way they explained it, not this episode. I, I guess in, in the, the yeah. past, the way they explained it, it made me feel like they could barely even kill her. You know, they just kept like taking parts away from her and. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll find out, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's highly possible. I mean, I I, I kind of took it as that too. That a lot of times, especially in the Marvel universe, they've kind of they treat anti aging as almost like a you know healing because you're you know the the parts of your body that break down and cause aging basically heal themselves, so you stay young. Uh, I I I don't know. I I I think he's still alive, and I think again the body parts have a lot to do with that. I just think it was way too easy. You know, we we nobody goes down that easy. I really thought that's what the tag was going to be. I thought the tag at the end was going to be Whitehall getting up and you know walking off or whatever. See, I think we're done. I mean, now granted, I was wrong with this at the end of the season one, and I thought we were done with Hydra, and they were going to be. On the side, but clearly we weren't. But I'm thinking this whole episode marked a transition from Shield Hydra, and we're gonna go on full on on this uh, Inhumans now with as this new faction of other this other group out there that's now I don't know if they're gonna be hunting Sky or just wanna meet her and bring her in to to the family and train her or whatever. Um, we don't know enough obviously to know what their motivations are going to be. And um, I've heard, but, but I think this was a transition that Hydra's still gonna be out there, but they're not gonna be as active, maybe. And we still have, we still have, um, what's his name in Shield custody too? Yet the second command guy. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Bakshi, no, Bakshi's Bakshi. dead. Bakshi, yes. yeah, Bakshi, oh, okay. Bakshi, Bakshi, yeah, Bakshi. I've heard this on the internets today and yesterday, and I, I sort of agree. And, and you two. Are the guys to uh, to handle this? What exactly is the Cree inhuman relationship on in the MCU? Like what? Okay, let me rephrase that. That was terribly done. We have Blue Angels that did what? That has what to do with what Sky and her father are? You you got this, Russ? I think so. So it, at least in the comic universe, the Cree have become evolutionary inert. Meaning they stopped evolving. They could they could not evolve any further. So their race was becoming genetically stale. But they can do a damn fine running man. Yes, yes. Um. So the the intention was for them to go out and seed out other worlds to try and kickstart an evolutionary process, and then just kind of keep an eye on what was going on and be able to use another species to kickstart their own evolutionary process and with, with interbreeding or cloning or whatever. Uh, and so that's where we get, in, at least in the comic world, the, the concept of the Inhumans where uh, the Kree took this, took a bunch of primitives, uh, put them on this, this island of Adelan, uh, 
uh, Attilin, however you want to say it, and uh, and use that and and jump started their evolution with these Terrigen mists. And so then we got what we know of today, you know, Black Bolt, Medusa, Crystal, you know, uh, Maximus, etc., as as the Inhumans, and it just kind of stayed there. It never really spread out. Uh, and in various uh, times in the comics, uh, it happened shortly after House of M. Uh, Quicksilver went kind of crazy and started Terrigen misting all kinds of people, mainly himself, to try and get his powers back. Uh, and then most recently with the whole Inhuman bomb, the Terrigen bomb thing, after, I guess it was after Infinity, where it just infected any, basically what they said, just kind of like there's latent mutants in the Marvel Universe. There's also latent Inhumans. So they're descendants from those original Inhumans or Inhumans that interbred, you know, millennia ago that have this this latent millennia or latent uh, Inhuman gene in them. And when exposed to the Terrigen Mist, they go into a cocoon, they transform a la Sky and Reina. And obviously the the guy with no eyes, and probably a bunch more, and then they pop out and they're they're something different, and they've they've been transformed. So the Kree are kind of just in a long winded way. The Kree are just responsible for this whole process and and everything going on. Uh, so, I, but I'm these real- dots, I'm sorry, these no. dots have not quite been connected on the television show yet. Correct. Correct. Okay. They they've hinted at it, you know, where we they, they've hinted at quite a bit yes. actually on the show. I mean, we've had the, you know, the 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 Cree. We know the Cree have been here for thousands of years. They dated the obelisk and the the Cree the body they found itself yes. as being here thousands of year years old. Um, you know, the stories we've heard have to do with um, coming to Earth and changing people and the the, the gifted. I mean, it's been all like wrapped up in poetry as well, but it 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 lines up with what we know in the comics. It lines up pretty darn well, actually. Yeah. Um, now, the MCU is no secret that, you know, mutants are, in terms of on film, are owned by Fox with X-Men and all that. So it's been no probably the, the worst-kept secret of the MCU that Marvel's plan was always to replace mutants with Inhumans as far as that, for that kind of ability, and this is what we're seeing now. Um, which... And, and then, before I get my next question, I was very impressed actually that they actually did use a crystal and the mist. Yes, I was. I, not I really didn't. That. I was not. I mean, I saw the crystal. I'm like, oh, awesome! The crystal. They'll touch it. Something. No, we actually got mist. I'm like, that's that's fantastic. Now, in the comics, though, just to kind of go along my my point, what is Quake in the comics? Is she just like a powered being? Is she is she mutant or is she an inhuman? She's not inhuman. No. But she's I, I, not a mutant either. <laughs> well, oh, okay, she's so I think there was some at least before this this whole push for the inhuman, she was exposed to the same formula as her father, right, John? I mean, she she got the Mr. Hyde formula. Yes. But but she didn't have the same response, and I think for a while they hinted that the fact that maybe the formula w- w- you know, woke up some latent mutant gene that she had to give her the powers that she have that she has now they haven't really gone back to that and my guess is with this push with the inhumans both in the comics and in uh in the movie and the TV show I'm curious to see if they revisit that at all the marvel uh I'll do a quick marvel wiki uh Daisy Johnson alias Quake was at first believed to be a mutant with seismic ability 
Her powers come from uh, her status as the illegitimate daughter of Calvin Zabo, the supervillain known as Mr. Hyde. He took the Hyde formula, which provided him with enhanced speed and strength, uh, blah, blah, blah. De- uh, okay. So, um, basically, he did this to her with his formula, and she's not really his daughter. Okay. She was believed to be a mutant at first, but they cha- they probably uh, retconned that or whatever. Yeah. Well, where I was going was if she was, in fact, a mutant in the comics, that will line up with what they're planning to do with... You know, with Ultron, we have Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Obviously, they were both mutants in the comics, but they have a little leeway to use them here. And I didn't know if they were going to flat out make them inhumans or just leave it up for grabs. Um, but also, what would have led to a point I made earlier in this season was, uh, were they going to make the inhumans and this whole thing we've been talking about be the root cause of all superhero powers in the MCU, which I think we went a couple of ways thinking that may not be true because there's we identified plenty of powers that came out of uh, scientific experimentation, of, among others. Right, Graviton, Blizzard. I mean, yeah, there's, there's yeah. definitely a few uh, for sure. It'll uh, be interesting when they get up to, uh, well, first Doctor Strange and, yes. uh, and then Iron Fist. You know, is it going to be a magic dragon in a secret city of Kunlun? <laughs> you know, I they're gonna, they have some uh, decisions to make gonna, soon. If you're gonna do it, yeah. do it right. Yeah. One one thing also that was interesting with this episode is uh, the doctor mentioned to Sky that he left her with people he trusted. So there's been some question I think for a while that we thought maybe uh, we saw it in the dream that maybe it was May and Coulson that they weren't being completely honest with her lineage, uh, but then the doctor also mentioned, you know, they said they were from S.H.I.E.L.D. when they came and, and, and took his wife, and he didn't, you know, basically, you know, I didn't, S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't a known quantity at that time, so obviously he didn't know, he wouldn't have known anybody working for S.H.I.E.L.D. at that time, or if he did, he wouldn't know them as working for S.H.I.E.L.D., so it seems less likely that it's it's either May and or Coulson that were given Sky, or that anybody really from Shield was given. Um, I, was, Sky. I was thinking more likely it's it's the it's um, it was the agents that that got her originally who identified as the OH four that you know we met the met the the one guy in Mexico. Um, they're the ones who brought her into Shield, or she brought her into Shield originally. Um, I don't think May and Colson were the ones involved. Right. No, I, yeah. It, I don't I mean when you think either. when you think back to that whole encounter, I mean there's a lot going on with that. Um chances are the the, the fight, you know, what they came into, they no they they found I'm trying to remember how it went down. They they found her but the village was already yes, destroyed. It was destroyed. Yes. Um so that might have been one of his attacks. And he just didn't find her and didn't realize she was really there or he, she was otherwise well hidden. Um, but no, I'm thinking it was probably, it's probably simpler than you're, than, than you're thinking this is my guess. I don't think it would have been Coulson. Right. Uh, I think, I think that that was just a dream. Sure. And the only, I mean, she was just filling in blanks of the, the, the caring parental figures, her, her father figure and her her SO the maternal figure right I, I think but I I think in the past we've maybe speculated that there there's been some like coy conversations between May and Coulson about her history and her past uh, and I th- I think we've speculated from time to time that you know maybe they 
you know they had more to do with with her you know than than we thought but it it looked yeah. and, and that may still be think, true I don't think so but at least it, I, I mean they they knew they knew more about her because they didn't share everything they found in the shield files with her right at least not at first there was there were, I, remember, I remember that but I I don't think there was I think we're clean at this point now with what they do or didn't know. Right. And but I guess what I'm getting at is there's still a little bit of secrecy surrounding Sky and like what like who, you know, who had her you know at least Oh yeah, the, yeah. I, and not that it's super important like if they don't come No, you're right. It, it's not one of those great mysteries that if they don't come back to this season or you know even partway into next season or ever again it's it, i yeah. don't think anybody's real it's it's not that material but it's something I, I, dangling out there that if they decide they want to do something cool with it uh they've kind of left that plot thread out there to 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 pull on down the road yeah no i see what you're saying now i just i think i i agree with you but i i would be very surprised if we found out that it had anything to do with colson directly no you're right right uh da, 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 da. Should we do Reyna? Uh, sure. Yeah, like Reyna. Uh... So the rest of Reyna for me was pretty much textbook Reyna, except uh, her her transformation. What is she turning into? That that I was is not expecting one that. Um, one thing about Inhuman, some of them do physically change. Um, some of them yeah, change on most a more. of yeah, most of them pretty drastically. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's actually a lot like you know mutants in that way. I mean, we when you think about mutants, you think of all the ones, and this has been a topic in the X Men. Russ, you know more than anybody. Uh, you know, there's there's the the quote unquote I don't know how to put it the human looking mutants that look look normal to everybody and can pass off as human, but a good majority of the mutants are mutated and they're very much disfigured or otherwise they don't look like you and me and, and like they're always living in the underworld or otherwise, you know, underground and on the you know, homeless or whatever and not they don't get to go to the Xavier school for well, gifted youngsters. In the in kind of the post Morrison era, that's not really true. I mean the in the post Grant Morrison new X Men from the right right after the movie era, uh they introduced a lot of funky looking X Men. And that's kind of been the trend more so in recent years than it ever has in the past. Prior right. to that, yeah, there were a few Morlocks here and there that they designated to live, like you said, under the tunnels uh, that just wouldn't, you know, would have a hard time fitting in with society based on appearance. Um, but they've kind of gone the other way uh, in the last decade or so where, you know, most of them are pretty funky looking. And, you know, which, again, now you add the inhuman side to the mix, and most of those folks, when they come out of their cocoon or whatever, uh, go through some pretty drastic transformation. Right. And I, and I could see this being the Reina Angle um, as a villain from here on out, right? Like, she's been the the believer and the and the advocate of the of the crystals and the obelisk and the whole process and everything. Sure. And her and Skye both you know, touch or whatever, they're both affected. Sky has no transformation physically, but she becomes like a superhero, totally revered and like hero of the day. And Reyna becomes like this freak of nature that's like hunted or feared, whatever. Like that could be totally her motivation to hunt Sky for the, you know, rest of the season or whatever. Right. The only thing I came up with... Uh... When I saw this, the little you know, spikes or whatever you want to call them on her face was uh, 
that some flowers have thorns. Yeah. <laughs> And she actually, at some point, dropped the flower dresses, which was probably like a visual cue that she was about to change or whatever. But I didn't yeah. pick up when that was. Or my guess, she's going to ally herself with these other people out there that have been transformed by the by the Terrigen. That's my guess. That they'll start to kind of gravitate towards each other. I think we may see Hydra be less of an issue, and depending on what happens with with Age of Ultron that that may prove itself out or not. Um and I think maybe this inhuman component or whatever it ends up being uh, adds adds another dynamic cuz cuz again, you know, we talked about multiple factions. It seems like they've they've play, they've down, you know, we haven't seen Talbot or Stash in, in a few weeks. Uh so the, so the military angle's kind of quieted down. It seems like Hydra's taken yet another beating. Yep. Uh, you know, we know now where the doctor stands and, and did until Reyna. And so now we've kind of got this new faction, which are these, uh, you know, these inhumans is what I'll call them. And so it's going to be interesting to see how things shift around a little bit from here on out. Now we've got a couple of things going on now. So we've got this core, the core team, like I said, with now superpowered sky, you've got, you know, Bobby and Mac and Hunter in there with whatever they're doing. You've got, Talbot, you've got Hydra, you've got Inhumans, and then you got this little spoiler faction of Ward and Evil May, Agent Thirty Three. They're yes. off now and out of their own too. So um, there's a, little, a lot of things at play now. A lot of things are in motion as we head out out of this and head into Agent Carter. How great was it when she shot him? Like, soon oh as he man, cut loose. oh my god! Without even, without even blinking, didn't even think about it. Just did it, and that was awesome. I mean, and she legitimately hit him too. I mean, great. Yeah. At first, I thought, oh, he's just wearing a vest and he's just down. He's got a couple cracked ribs, uh, but no. I mean, granted, she didn't shoot him in the head, but but he was he was prepared for that because you saw he had whatever that plate was. It wasn't part of body armor. I don't know what that was. He was he had something in his jacket though. I I just assumed that was the plate from the vest that she just pulled the plate out of the vest. No, okay. But I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, he was actually definitely hit. bleeding. Yes, that yeah. I mean, he was definitely shot. There, were, I think she shot him three times, and when they pulled that plate out, there were just two bullets in there. So obviously, you know, and again, we saw him bleeding. So he, he definitely got hit, you know, solidly once. Now, granted, of course, he's not dead, but uh, but again, it adds to that, you know, dynamic with Ward where she's having none of it, and I think again. I'm so I was really I don't know about you guys and we talked about this many times now but I was really nervous that they were gonna try and redeem Ward like at by this point in the series I really thought man something tells me they're gonna try and turn him to that side and and make him a quote good guy um, and it and it hasn't happened yet and I'm so thankful and and the more they do they to villainize him. And to put a wedge between him and and Sky and their relation in their quote unquote relationship, so uh, I I really think that's the smart play from a writing standpoint. Yeah, they're playing him right. He gets to be an asset to Shield in the sense that he's helping them by helping Sky, um, but he's not part of the team. I've said this a hundred times, but he they're doing it right, and he's one of the few uh, regular cast members. I mean, again, you look at the cast list, Trip. He was never a, a a regular cast member. Uh, only Nick Hunter uh, was a uh, was a was a was a new regular cast member. Uh, Ward, he's still in there. Uh, 
Brett Dalton. He's still he's done the regular cast. We're gonna be seeing a lot more of him, but they're doing it right. Um, I, I like how they get to get a new character to help them out. And they don't have to hire anybody new either. They, I, I really would have liked to have seen them go back to somehow get that that mask off of her. It's, it's I, I'm not sure why they did that. I really don't know why we basically have an evil May and 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 our May. <laughs> I mean, they, it was clearly a deliberate choice to do that, and maybe it was just because they could do it and then not have to hire a new actress. I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe it gives May some range. You know, she plays this stiff, you know, character, and so when she plays, I tell you, I see, I tell you, I see that character. I see it with that makeup on, and and I don't think think May. I think Agent Thirty Three. It's not like it's she's selling it to me. That's for sure. Yeah, that, and you know, she gets to show a little bit more range in her character and not just play the 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 stiff. You know, Agent May. So that that just from an acting perspective, that may just appeal more to her to do it that way, uh, as opposed to the other. Uh, one one thing I was gonna mention. So they use the cutter, and we've seen this like laser cutter thing. We saw it in Captain America: The Winter Soldier. We've seen it in Agents of Shield. I guess twice now. Uh, I wonder, and I don't know what when this struck me, but and we know Fitz was the one that that takes the credit for creating this thing but if you remember at the beginning of captain america the the first avenger they have that thing in the ice yeah and it cuts that hole like that yep i thought that's what we were going to see so i wonder if that's what this is is like either an early you know that was an early a prototype version of, of that the, yeah 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 because this was just a basically a rocket engine that just blasted right through it yeah i just i just i don't know it just at, at in that moment it just made me think of that thing from uh from the first avenger well, when he said uh, the plasma cutter, I really thought that's what we were going to see was this thing just making a big circle in the in the ground. Yeah. I thought it, were, it was going to be that machine. It was just a, basically a bigger mouse mouse hole. Right. Uh, so we want to do ratings. Sure. Eleven. Now it's a <laughs> four point nine eight. Easily the best episode of the entire series for me. I'm I'm uh I'm right I'm right there with you. I'm 4.85. I don't know if that's the highest rating I've ever given, but it would certainly be in the top. Uh I just I took a notch away from them for poor trip. I'm pouring one out for trip. <laughs> uh I'll give it 4.5. Uh again, I really really like the episode. Uh the and a 7 from the Russian judge. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, the only thing I'll kind of ding it a little bit for was just, and we talked about it briefly, was the whole uh, thing with the bomb where it was like, oh, I'm going to go set this bomb and I'm going to do this great thing. And then immediately thereafter, like, oh, crap, now I got to go undo that thing. It was it just son of a yeah, <laughs> it was just a little a little too uh, Keystone Cops ish uh, and, and, and just there are a couple pacing uh there were a couple moments in the in the episode where the pacing just seemed a little bit slow. I mean, given given how much happened at the end, there were stretches where there wasn't a ton happening uh, in this episode. I, I guess I I kind of thought there would be more more happening. I don't, I don't know what, but uh, but again, but but solid open, solid ending. You know, lots of good stuff in between. Uh, so four point five for me. I don't know what episode you were watching. A lot was happening. I don't think there's a wasted moment on this. Though I will say, this entire season, these last, this is number what, 10? These 10 episodes, um, I think more's happened than all of season one. No, I agree with you there. I mean, it's, it's that was a criticism of it, and I was like, 
the one leading the charge of be patient, it's it's going to pay off, and it certainly did. But I I even admit that it was definitely you know they dragged it out and they were definitely hurt by the plan in that sense. But uh, they're we've been saying this all all season. They're moving quick. It's like they're racing to get somewhere, and they're you know we we got through this whole introduction to the Inhumans in ten episodes. Um, what do they have set up for the back twelve? Yeah, especially with uh, a nice little Agent Carter sandwich in the middle. Yep. Uh, uh, before, I'm going to read some Facebook comments in a second, but we cannot move any more ahead without mentioning the tag. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. We yes. almost forgot. The uh, man with no eyes. Um, yes. Who's got a handle on that exchange? Uh, they found more. Something to that effect was it's the basically line. Basically, his his obelisk, his diviner, started lighting up, and it sounds like there are others that were also lighting up. And he basically said, "There's a new one." Yeah. Um. So basically, another a new inhuman has woken up. Probably doesn't realize it's two, but whatever. <coughs> and uh, he simply said, uh, "Tell the others, I'll find find them, or I'm on it, or whatever." So there's a cadre. There's a group of inhumans. Uh, which I will continue to call them until I'm told differently, but I don't think I will be. Uh, it's uh, that are out there, and they have a a connection to each other, you know, a little club, if you will. And they got to bring the new member in. It's uh, that's about all I got from it right now. Is you know what the intention they have of this new for these new Inhumans? I don't I don't know, but they're aware of them and they're ready to find them. And so now the big question is, who is this guy? Who is this guy yeah. with no eyes? Uh, now, there was a character who uh, you talked about, the Terrigen Bomb. Um, his his job was to find new humans, right? Yeah, the reader. Yes. Um, I believe that's what, again, pulling from different articles, different people on the Internet uh, suggesting that it would be him. It sounds like after the Terrigen Bomb, that's what he was either tasked with doing or took it upon himself to try to find more Inhumans. I'm not exactly sure how that went down. I didn't read the stuff that um, where he appears. And he's a brand new character. I think he's been in, like, yeah, you know, his, only for a short period of time. Yeah, his first appearance is in Inhuman, the, the monthly comic Inhuman number four, which I think they're only on, like, issue four five or six at this point so okay he's very very new um and i have not i am i am behind on that series i think i read the first there was a huge delay uh, in that series they switched writers and um so like issue one came out and then uh, issue two was supposed to be actually a, a one shot and they they ended up renaming the one shot to issue two and then there was a huge delay between so um Marvel's had a bit of a fit and fits and starts with this whole inhuman thing getting it off the ground from a comic perspective, uh, which is funny because they're they're you know using that as kind of a linchpin to as a, as a counter to the mutant side, for, you know to give that tie to the MCU. Um, but yeah, this character is relatively new, and I have not read anything with him as of yet. Maybe it wasn't him, but I read about another character. I can't remember who it would be now. Who who again? His job was to find. Inhumans. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to find out who this is. Uh, it may, maybe somebody new too. Yeah. Could, yeah. Very. Yeah. Absolutely. So on the Facebook, which uh, we'd love anybody to participate, 
on uh, facebook.com slash MCU podcast. Uh, Daryl Taylor says, This episode had me so engrossed in the story and the action. Sky slash Daisy. Thank you, Daryl. Really <laughs> sold it to me when she broke down with Coulson. Watching what happened to Trip felt like I was losing a friend. I was heartbroken and angry with the loss of the character. Uh, silly as it looked when Sky broke out of the cocoon, I was just giddy watching it. Just thank you guys for doing the podcast. It entertains me with every episode. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well, Daryl, and happy holidays. Yes. Um, he then comes back real quickly and says, I still think they were not as sure as they say they were from the beginning. Um, but it takes nothing away from how much I enjoy it now. So I guess he is referring to what we've talked about plenty of times, just how the show started and that they had right. to wait for Winter Soldier to come out. Right. Um, and whether they really knew that they were waiting for that and they had to waste time or they started other storylines that had to be dropped. I don't know. I mean, I think they definitely knew about Avengers and they had to, you know, do the whole Hydra reveal was set up from the beginning. But how much of this inhuman stuff did they know and when did they know it? Yeah, there's a question out there. Um, the best show I can think of to compare this to is Lost. I mean, you go back and you watch Lost oh. from, from start to finish. Um, every, everything really does line up very well. But what is not clear, and in some cases pretty obvious, it wasn't so much that they planned it out that far. It's that they backed into the the details into some things they set up early on. And maybe when they set them up, they weren't sure what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you think back to the pilot, and um, I think it was the pilot, uh, and Locke is playing backgammon. He's doing the whole thing about this. It's just, just a battle of white light versus dark, white versus black. And uh, that paid off big time in the final season. Um, it's like, it was, I'm not convinced that that was that well thought out at the beginning versus what they found in the end. Um, same thing here. I mean, we saw those uh, um, those symbols in I Spy, which was like the third or fourth episode. It was early that we saw those, right? With the, uh, on the chalkboard. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and then we don't see them again until the end. So it's like, I'm not entirely convinced that they put them in there knowing what they were going to become. Uh, that they were going to back into it. Now, do I believe that they knew that Sky was going to be Daisy uh, 32 episodes ago? I believe that she was going to be someone special. Did they pick Daisy then? Maybe, maybe not. But I think they knew where they wanted to go with her. Um, I think some of the things I've read suggest, yeah, they did know it was going to be Daisy. And they did know right where they're going to go with her. Um, I think they knew where they were going to go with Inhumans as far as the movie side of things. And the TV show definitely had a couple uh, plot points that they wanted to hit. And that could explain why they're in such a rush to do things that they, they knew they wanted to get to this point, but they were so delayed with season one because of cap, they hadn't now rushed to get where they needed to be in season two. I could, I could buy that as well. Um, so I think it's a little bit of both. I think they knew more than we want to give them credit for, but I, I definitely don't think they knew Everything. They knew the high points. They didn't know the details. Right. And just one more comment I'll read here from Adam. He says, uh, I really enjoyed the winter finale. I'll give it a 4.5 out of 5. My only complaint was that Ward is still alive. <laughs> I was hoping when Sky shot him, it would be fatal. I, I don't. I, I, I did not hope that. I, no, neither I look I. forward to... Nope. Uh, <laughs> I look forward yeah, no, to this... Ward and where this is going. 
yeah, this ward is definitely more interesting than the old ward, and um, he's a wild card, and he's he can cause a lot of damage and do a lot of not do a lot of good, but he's definitely a benef- better for the story. Let's put it that way. So what are we looking at here? We have some downtime. Yes. And is the plan to release the Guardians of the Galaxy um, commentary in that downtime? Tentatively. Tentatively. That's the intent. Yeah. I mean, unless forces conspire against us, I think that'll be a nice little uh, Christmas present. Because that's never happened. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that would be nice to do that. Um, we don't have a lot going on until we get to um, January 6th, I believe, correct? Yes, January 6th, two-hour. With the two-hour premiere of Agent Carter. Now, that's going to keep the 9 o'clock time slot, 9, 8 central? I believe so. Uh, no, 8, 7 central for Agent Carter's two-hour premiere. Okay. No, for the premiere, yes, but the regular time slot yes, after that. It will, yes, it will keep the 8 o'clock uh, shield time slot. Good, and that's um. And we decided is that going to be seven weeks then? I believe so. I th- I think this is. I think we knew it was going to be eight hours, but with the two hour premiere, I, that uses up two of those hours. I believe so. Yes, I I believe this is. We're basically going to see episodes one and two. Right. Right. So it looks like seven weeks. There'll be a week off somewhere in there, either either in between the, the Agent the Carter the or end, between yeah. Agent Carter and and the start of the back half of Agents of Shield. And that comes back on March 3rd, I believe. I think my Hulu said March 3rd when I looked at it. Uh, so let's see here. One, that's two, true. Three, I think it is. <laughs> Actually, yeah, there'll be a break. One, two, three, four. Yes, if, yes I'm sorry. One week then, March 3rd. Well, one week off. Yes. Yeah, because there are a full eight weeks, obviously, between uh, January 6th. And February 24th, and then so somewhere in there, there'll be a week off. Yes. And that gives it a pretty tight schedule between February and May uh, to do the back 12. I think we'll get a couple, maybe one or two weeks off of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, but it's going to hit. I'm not sure when the finale actually hits, but I believe the finale hits actually after. Uh, Tell you what, after uh, Age of Ultron. Unless there's two hours of shield in there, um, from March third until May nineteenth, that's twelve weeks. Nice. So we won't have any unless they go the twenty sixth and we get one week off. So it looks like we'll have yeah. a good two to three week two to three episodes, uh or two episodes after uh three episodes after Age of Ultron premieres in theaters. Uh so that'll be interesting to see what kind of fallout we get from that. All right. Good times. So, because, yeah, Age of Ultron is May 1st or May 8th? May 1st. May 1st. So, yeah, we have three episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. At least there's three weeks, most likely, left. Yeah. Very cool. And and what's the release? What's the tentative date for Daredevil? May. That's still May? Yeah. The, My- the rumored... Uh, May is rumored, and May 15th, I believe, is rumored. Really? But there's been no official... Okay, well, if it is the 15th, that is potentially the weekend right before the finale of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. If if that's how things line up, unless it's going to be a two-hour finale and they do it on the 12th. Maybe. That, that, Which is certainly possible. Yeah. But either way, we will have a busy off-season. I mean, this will not be... 
I mean, granted, we've, oh, got, yeah. we've got five months before we need to worry about it, but um, we haven't formulated a plan of attack for the Daredevil show, uh, but it will give us plenty of time during the off season to uh, to handle that. Yeah, and uh, of course, yeah, we said Ultron in May. We've got Ant Man in July, June, summer. Yes, and but that's that's it for fifteen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Ant Man is it, uh, and then I think we'll probably get the Jessica Jones maybe in the fall. Uh, of 2015, uh, we definitely know for sure that we are not getting yep. all four in 2015, uh, and, and they have not confirmed that we're getting Jessica Jones in 2015, right. but I would guess we'll probably get Je- Jessica Jones in the fall um, slate right. of, of Netflix premieres. And Luke Cage comes after that, right? <laughs> uh, Son of a... Yes. Um... So one last a bit of business uh, that we'll discuss, um, and that's our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash it's all connected. Uh, we want to thank those of you who have decided to be patrons uh, to our little show. Uh, greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, so we w- want to thank our, our patrons, uh, Dave and Adam, so far, uh, starting the ball rolling. We appreciate that, uh, gentlemen, uh, greatly, more than you you, you realize. Um, but it, again, just a great way to help us uh, support the show, uh, help us do uh, some really cool things moving forward. Um, again, patreon.com slash it's all connected. We appreciate everyone's support. Uh, and again, just a reminder, the podcast is free. It will always be free. Uh, we will never charge for access to the show. Uh, this is just a way to kind of give us a little tip um, and, and give us some value back for the value you get that we bring you uh, week in and week out. And before we go, I do have uh, we have a voicemail. We do, kind of, kind of, one of our uh, network co-stars. Let me uh, play that for you. We'll talk about it in the back end, back side of it, the other side. Hey, this is Jordan from Jersey from the Jersey Shore podcast on hhwlod.com. Just calling in with the message for you guys regarding the mid-season finale, and that message is. I called it, I called it, I called it, I was right, I said it, I called it, uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's pretty much it. Love the show and uh, can't wait to hear it. Have a good one, guys. Uh, thank you, Jordan. But as I said, I think the internet called it. It wasn't, uh... but still, no, thank you for the voicemail. And please leave us a voicemail. We love voicemails. 972-798-3830. Or you can also just shoot us an MP3 to um, IAC at HHWLOD.com. Absolutely. Uh, iTunes reviews. Uh, please help us out with some iTunes reviews. That would be fantastic. Um, we've got a couple giveaways coming up uh, in in recent that we'll be doing uh, in recent weeks. I think we may have a couple copies of uh, a, at least a couple digital copies of Guardians of the Galaxy that we'll be looking to give away uh, in anticipation of our commentary episode. Uh, and I think it may have something to do with folks that may leave us some iTunes reviews. So um, more to come. Keep an eye on the Facebook feed, the Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash MCU podcast. And the Twitter feed is at MCU underscore podcast. Uh, so definitely check those out as well. 
Yeah, definitely check out some of our other shows on the HHW LOD Podcast Network as well. Um, I have been crossing party lines and going back to Season 1 and watching Arrow, being because I've been really enjoying Flash. So check out the DC TV Podcast, uh, hosted by Jim Deeth, uh, Jordan from Jersey. And I have even lost track of who was on there, who was on the show. Daryl Taylor. Uh, Daryl Terrell is right. I've uh, heard from him from Facebook as well. So uh, as much as I am a Make Mine Marvel Marvel fanboy, I definitely am enjoying some of the DC shows out there, uh, as well as Constantine. So yeah, good stuff out there. Enjoy it. Um, of course, um, Long Butts of Doom and uh, Half Hour Wasted itself and many of the other shows that are out on the network. Lots of uh, great content to uh, keep your iPod or other device full. Absolutely. And stay tuned. I think there's a blooper at the end of this episode that will get edited in. I apologize, right. I apologize in advance. All right. With that, I think we are good to go, right? That's it. Good night. We will see you next time here for our, hopefully, our Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy commentary track. And uh, certainly check us back in January for uh, Agent Carter. Good night. So long. Well.